Welcome in then to the latest edition of Extra Time. Ali Moreno with us. Stevie Nicol as uh, well. Quite the incident today as we were going live on the show. We thought Stevie was going to be in the whole show. Ah. But no, not the Barcelona bit. So quickly chairs had to be moved. Ah, ah. Stevie had to be chucked out. Yeah. But you move very quickly. You vary. Well, I was surprised myself. Yeah. Well, yes, yeah. yeah, exactly. And then you came back just holding all these papers <laughs> yes. and gave them to me. Yes. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. What do you mean? I organised them for you. What are you talking about? Oh, well, in what way? <laughs> well, alphabetically. A bunch of more together. <laughs> <laughs> Great organisation. Uh, meanwhile, Nadam, were you playing in a charity game today? How would you give your... What was your rating out of 10? Was, yeah. Uh... Just ten like usual, Dan. You know, oh, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Top, top well to me, mate. Top class. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How are you feeling? Yeah. I'm very tired, Dan. Very, very tired. But we're gonna have fun on extra time. Then I'm off to bed. Oh well, there we go. We can't guarantee the fun, by the uh, way. Yeah. No, please don't take that as a promise. <laughs> uh, for all, how should an Arsenal fan feel right now, considering they'd be more than happy with a top four finish at the start of the season? Ali, you were saying during the show they should they should feel horrible. They've blown it. <laughs> well, I don't. I'm not quite sure that that's exactly what I said. Well, it was Dad. all it was all doom and gloom. It was very doom and it gloom. It was all doom and gloom. I think it's a wasted opportunity. Oh no! And I think it's a wasted opportunity that may oh. not come around. He's doubling down. Well, there you go. He's, he's doubling down. Not like you. Oh, <laughs> should be disappointed, but okay. But but excited for the for the future. Got a bunch of young guys. You should have some money to, to try and spend wisely and, and be stronger. There's a lot to look forward to oh. instead of the old, we're all doomed. But they got obviously qualified for the Champions League, so that's positive for everyone. Yeah, well, don't tell me, tell them. No, I'm telling you because I'm going to get $50 from you. They qualified for the Champions <laughs> no, League, though. No, no. Because no. you owe me $50. $50. All right. <laughs> Doom and gloom. Right. Doom and gloom. <laughs> <laughs> when will I be getting that? Oh, is the season over, is it? Well, they've qualified for the Champions League. The bet is ready to pay out. Have they finished playing? Well, what's going to happen? What's that got to do with it? Just answer the question. <laughs> finished play. No, they haven't, Steve. You know. Oh, well, there you go. The season hasn't I'll get finished. End of the season. OK, end of the season. I look forward to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get you selling ice cream or something. Oh, it's cool. That's a lot of ice cream. Nice cream. Yeah. $50. You're for 50 bucks, I can assure you. There you are. Uh, Nadam, should Arsenal fans be positive or negative? Uh, I think if they're speaking to each other, they can be positive. But if they're out in the open speaking to fans of different football clubs, I think they could just be disappointed. Because they had 50 points halfway through the season. And it seems like at best going to finish with 87. So that's quite a fall off. But yeah, the positives are there. But unfortunately... No one from the outside is really going to be listening to you because all they know is that you should have won a Premier League title. It's quite an antagonistic awesome from Nadeau. Yeah. yeah. No, wow. I think, I think oh, it's realistic, Nadeau. Wow. I support you. I think it's realistic. Wow. It's a, it's, why do you hate Arsenal, Nadeau? What have they ever done to you? What? Panek, man. I've, I've had a few bad defeats at the Emirates, so maybe this is my moment now. Maybe that's what it is, Dan, yeah. Yeah, Just I haven't seen this that. side of Nadeau before. Mm. Wallowing in others' troubles. <laughs> <laughs> To Naden, oh, we talked about this on the show. He's going to win the most underrated player in this City team. Surely City can't do without him with his crucial goal at the back end of every season. If he goes next season, who do you think fills that role? Mm, it's a good question. Um, 
someone was telling me they're interested in Declan Rice, but I don't know. But just just a, like a loose rumor. But I think he would be a big loss because he, he he's so consistent. He steps up. He leads the team so so well, and he's underrated to a certain extent. But then people like they're not surprised to see his name end up on the score sheet at this time of year. So. I don't know. I don't know if he's underrated. How can a captain of a football club be underrated? I'm not so sure about that, but I hope whatever the sticking point is with the contract, I hope they can deal with it because I, I reckon he wants to stay and it seems like the manager wants him to stay. So please make it happen because he's been a fantastic servant for the football club. I can't remember. What did Jules say? Why would he want to go? Uh, to experience something different. Different culture, different country, different league. Mm. Variety is the spice of life. Yeah, why would he want to go, Nadem? Why would he want to leave? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think I've heard that one of the issues is that he maybe wants a two-year deal, but perhaps City only want to offer him one. That's just what I've heard. Exclusive. And Exclusive from Nathan. Like, Breaking news. Wow. wow. City only give their captain yeah, one year yeah, extension. Basically, yeah. so a, man one, a man once told me in a pub that this is what it's going to be. I don't know. But if that's going to be the case, then maybe there's a way to sort of manage it because he clearly wants to stay. So just if people want to stay, then let them stay and just try and figure it out because they can afford to do it. And as it stands, if they do let him go, it just makes me think that they've got somebody else lined up. And if whoever's coming in, they've got massive boots to fill. So good luck to them. If there's any sticky points in this negotiation, over the last, I'm going to say, few weeks, I think he's made a very clear case. And maybe, yes, maybe we'll work it out. Just saying. Uh, to all, are we going to see Brighton next season be as competitive as they've been this season? Or is it a semi-final in the FA Cup and a good run in the league as good as it's ever going to be for Brighton? Stevie? Well, they're going to be in Europe, aren't they, next well, season? Well, it's 50-50, what, what way it falls, really. Oh, don't be doom and gloom now. No, well, it, well, it is. I mean, they've been so good. And um, I was talking earlier about, you know, for this, this time of year, the way they played and the way they went about it and the running they had in their legs and all the rest of it, now that they're, now that they're going to be playing in Europe, which I assume they will make, mm -hmm. it, it does... It changes it a little bit. It's it's a different ball game when when you don't have as much rest and as much time to work on stuff. And and probably Arsenal. The fact that they were in Europe this year probably went again. Had they not been in Europe, they might have. What do you mean? No, they got knocked out of Europe and then it all went wrong. No, but they only got knocked out a few weeks ago. Not a few weeks ago. <laughs> no, it was. They were knocked out in March, and then just the wheels fell off everything. Like four, four or five weeks ago. <laughs> no, it was March, and then they went on this horrible run of two wins in well, seven. It's only May. Hmm? It's only May. Anyway, Brighton, <laughs> Brighton having more games in Europe. <laughs> That's a month might, and a half. It might, it might change things. Right. It might change things. Right. And again, it, it, it's one thing to, to surprise people and go about it the way they did and play the way they did, it's another thing to do it again. Which I guess is what, I can't remember who said it, I think it was Nadem said it on the show, you know, Arsenal, the Odegaards and the Sackers and Martinelli's and all that, they have, they have to repeat what they did this year. Right. Which is not easy. That, that's the problem, isn't it? it? Well, it is. It's, again, when you, when you do things when they're not unexpected and everybody praises you, all of a sudden, the expectation changes, and you have to be that good again. That that that's one of the tough things about playing at the top of the game. Right. So which, there's a which, lot of questions to be answered. Right. Which again sounds a lot like you're drifting towards this side, then that Arsenal may not be able to replicate what they were this season. I'm 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 just saying that it, whether it's Arsenal or Brighton or anybody else, the the 
the tough thing is to replicate when you've had such a good season. And that's why I'm saying, and why I said on the show, <laughs> that Arsenal have to add to what they have. They have to have more competition for places. They have to have, yeah. I think, I think a couple of players who go straight into the team, yeah. along with signing players that are going to push other players. And so that, that in itself, Will, will spur people like Martinelli and, and, and everybody else to, to reproduce their best form, otherwise they won't play. Let me ask you this, Stevie. Who finishes higher next season, Arsenal or Liverpool? Oh. I think, again, I think that's 50-50. Mm. I do. I, think that, I don't think there's a clear answer to that. No. Would you like a bit of smarty pants? Who do you think? From this time? Uh, Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you want some I don't think it's that, I don't think it's that no, clear. <laughs> they got knocked out March the 16th from Europe. April the 1st is when everything starts. Well, the best thing about that is you're saying it as if you knew. Somebody <laughs> told you, dear, you didn't know that. He's sitting there. Oh, by the way, it was March the 16th. He's on the front foot now. He's on the front foot now. Oh, so you knew that? Well, I knew that. It's a yes or no question. I knew that they it's were a yes out of or Europe no. before it's just everything a yes went or no. wrong. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. It's just a yes oh, or no. I've got a graphic oh, for you oh, as well. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> evidence. Look, evidence. Why, do we, why are we looking at evidence? <laughs> I mean, facts. What's, Come on. What has facts ever had to do? <laughs> Hashtag facts. When is a judge and a jury ever taking facts into account uh, when they come into a decision? There we go. Seriously. Um, which side will recover best next season, Nadam? Chelsea, Spurs, or Liverpool? Oh, I should be Chelsea. Um, in terms of recovering, like Spurs finishing fifth or sixth, that's not really that drastic an outcome. I think Liverpool potentially finishing fourth or fifth again is not that drastic overall. But I think for Chelsea, like if they finish sixth, that's like a big bounce back, is it not? Given where they're at this moment in time. So I've got to say Chelsea have to be better because at some point Spurs and Liverpool have shown glimpses of how good they could potentially be. But Chelsea overall just haven't shown it at all this season. So I think next year is a big bounce back year for them. And it's not to guarantee they'll be in the top four, but I feel they'll be a lot more competitive, especially with the new manager in there. Chelsea have set the bar so low. Yeah. It's basically that, yep. that argument. Aye. Yeah. I think it's clearly Chelsea's answer to that question. There we go. Uh, Ali, does Barcelona's league title win get a bit overshadowed by them getting knocked out of the Champions League and the Europa League in the same season? I don't think so. You just have to think back to where Barcelona were last year and the mess that they were in the offseason and who was coming, who was staying, who was going, financial instability, player instability, coaching instability. And now, a season later, you find yourself winning the title. I think it's a big step forward. It, it really has been for Xavi and Barcelona on the field. Off the field, we don't really know because what happens behind closed doors in Barcelona and how they handle their financial situation, that's still to be determined. But in terms of on the field, I think winning your league title, I don't think that can be overshadowed by your lack of performance in Europe. Your first priority has to be what you do in your league, and Barcelona have won their league. Of course, Real Madrid, meanwhile, take on Manchester City. How was your trip to Madrid, Nate? I haven't spoken to you since then. Do you know I used to live there? <laughs> 
Oh, did you? Yes. Did you used to work for them as well? No that, way. There's no no way. I'm not having that. Not for a second. Not you. Yes. Not you of all people. Five yeah, years. I just, just, I just absorbed all the Spanish culture into me. <laughs> bitch, you. Uh, bitch, you really. Yeah, I can imagine. It was, to be honest, Dan, it was, it was quite an experience and it was really humbling as well because I did some recording and I did it in the museum, which is like, you know, as, as you know, under the, just around the stadium. And when you walk in there and you see the 14 European titles, it kind of makes you just feel a bit inadequate when you're hoping your team gets their first one. <laughs> but they are essentially the Kings Europe and it's pretty much unequivocal and you can sort of feel that in the way they carry themselves. And it was, it was a great experience. And watching the games and hearing the whistling previously on TV, to be in the stadium and hear 60, 70,000 people whistling, it's quite an experience. But yeah, I've seen it, loved it, and thankfully City didn't lose as well. How good can Balde be for Barcelona, Ali? Can he get to the level of Dani Alves in the near future? I mean, all right, let's calm down a bit. I'm, I'm just saying. We're talking about a player in Dani Alves that won everything for Barcelona, for club and country for that matter. And so I think Alejandro Valdez's future is very bright. I think there are aspects of his game that he's going to have to clean up. He's going to have to be better on the ball, more consistent in the attack, utilize his speed with more efficiency and effectiveness. But in terms of what the ceiling can be, very high. He is a player that was put in a position to essentially take the place of a club legend in Jordi Alba and has done that very well. That's a lot of pressure and a lot of expectation putting you very early on in your career and he has been able to answer the call. So the future is bright, but let's not get crazy. Final question is for you, Stephen. It's food related. Oh, here we go. Since you're a shepherd's pie expert, yep. connoisseur, I would say. I would suggest that as well. Eh? Is it normal to have one with chicken in it? No. Yesterday, I went to a local restaurant in LA and they had shepherd's pie with chicken on the menu. No, people, people, people try and come up with different things. Yes. But why, why? You should just always just have the traditional things. Beef, well, potatoes. It's, it's no, you should never try anything new. No, not at all. No. Not at all. There's just... There's just a specific taste that just won't ever be beaten when you try and beat it with chicken or anything else. Or sticking, have you tasted it with chicken? Corn have you tasted it with chicken? I think I have, yes. Have you? I think so, yeah. That was not the answer I was expecting. Yeah. No, I've tried... I've, I've, people have tried to make shepherd's pie with all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I love right? this. It's like a shepherd's pie. <laughs> Honestly, I have. Shepherd's pie podcast here. Yeah. Well, because the thing is, so everybody knows I like shepherd's pie. So everybody tries to to say, well, have you tried it with this? Yes. And then, you know, some friends have tried to make it with different things, including chicken. Oh, okay. And it's just not the same taste. Wow. It just, there's just not the same taste. That's that. passion. But, but did you Honestly. see, did you see the initial face when you said chicken? You go, chicken? Oh, straight away. Uh, chicken? <laughs> what? Straight away. Uh, Nathan, would you prefer chicken. shepherd's pie with chicken in it? <laughs> Uh, to be honest, if it's with chicken, is it still a shepherd's pie? What? No, absolutely not. Not no. for me, that. No, take that. No. Uh, Mother's Day, of course. Oh, Day. Yes. And, and, uh, Stevie, did Eleanor do anything? Did you get anything for Eleanor? Did I get her? <laughs> <laughs> well, she know my mother, is she? Did you organise a nice brunch for the kids or something? Well, well, we had the kids all weekend, so she didn't, she had no interest in dinner and just chilling out. Oh, what a what a lovely yeah, <laughs> lovely. which kind of works out for me pretty yes. well. What the hell, Stevie sells yes. that? Yes. Do you want to go out and do something, or do you want to just? You've had a long weekend. Yes. Just chill out. Yeah. Just less is more. Ah. Less is more, Stevie. Less is more. <laughs>
<laughs> Five guys on the way home is some fries. <laughs> uh, that is it. We are done. What a romantic. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> ESPN FC returns tomorrow. You'll be with me. You'll be with me, won't you, Stevie? Will you said I? Yeah. Liverpool, Leicester. How do you feel about that? Oh, yes. Thank you very much for watching ESPN FC on YouTube. For more highlights, analysis and exclusive content, be sure to subscribe.